He struck a match. Shadows danced along the walls as the flame settled. He walked forward, sliding his free paw along the cold, damp stone as he paralleled the running water. The tunnel bent. Once, twice, thrice, till finally the stars shone through a gate and the water announced his journey end with a crescendo as it fell into the depths below. He lit a candle. A bottle cap, filled with wax he'd left on a previous trip, then waved the match out and sat on the wine-stained cork he'd been blessed to find stuck in the gate so many months ago. A smile grew upon his face as he thought upon his last conversation with Buster. I can't believe it. I think we may finally have peace. If only his father and mother could be here to witness this. He, little Luke, not only able to forge a friendship with the Gatto and the most powerful one at that, but able to broker a peace no one thought possible. <sighs> Enough sitting around. Time to break the news that we can finally leave the sewers. Hello, 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 and welcome to Agoficionado. It's your host, Ryan. I want to apologize. This is episode's coming out a little late. My life has literally been completely insane. I tried when my wife was pregnant to really slow down my real estate career and make sure I didn't have anything coming up. Um, and the funny thing about real estate is like they always say you're poor the first year and you just have to like get things going. And it's really interesting because once you get things going, it's actually incredibly difficult to stop them. So funny enough, I uh, have been able unable to stop it. So I still have clients that reach out to me, still want stuff done. And it's just been pretty gnarly. Uh, I've been leading off the last two episodes. I've led off the pod, the uh, podcast with just a reading from the Algato lore. Uh, Hurley and Yomo are really killing it over there, and I'm I'm gonna keep uh, promoting them, and probably just promoting the things I like until uh, someone wants to pay me money, and then I will leave Hurley and Yomo in the dust, and gladly do a ad read for um, any amount of money, frankly. So, this last, first of all, we're in a really tough time right now. The uh, The price of Algorand is not pretty. It's tough to look at. It's also weird because there's all this insane potential that we, we're watching bubble up. You know, there's people coming from um, ETH to, to check out our NFTs. There are, you know, this deal with El Salvador has become more and more concrete and it's really kind of showcasing the potential for CBDCs in the future. And Algorand is still moving with the market. As Ethereum and BTC, you know, have the, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because rates are going up or because people are losing faith in crypto, those two are having a really bad time. Which is funny because I'm I'm kind of a I like sometimes I I overdo it on things and NFTs is one of those things I just love shiny objects and it's really easy for me to overdo it so during the December NFT winter there was just a lot of deals I felt like especially on Mingos where I was just like this is there's no reason like there I got a top 100 for 700 a and then I I got that um. 
St. Jude's auction, I got that, I got a Hypno Cyber for like 1100 which is pretty bonkers because it's only twice the floor. So I kind of kept having these opportunities pop up that I really couldn't pass up. I also, there's other projects that I like, I've aped into that haven't, don't really have the same on paper return right now, but luckily I'm more of an optimistic future thinker and that's really beneficial here. So I, I got these, I got all these NFTs and basically over leveraged myself and I was like, okay, I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to sell these and try and just, you know, I'm not going to panic sell. That's no matter what, like I try to keep myself grounded and not panic. And I just always think that, you know, if I, first of all, I'm not playing with stuff I, I, like I can't afford to lose. And second of all, I know that I can make up that money in other ways. So if there's other people out there that like you really, you can't afford to lose a certain amount of money in certain areas, I totally get panic selling. I don't want to dog anybody for that, but I do want to say this, and I never thought in a million years this would happen, but because I bought all these NFTs, they somehow were a hedge against this crypto crash. Like this crypto crash has affected me minimally because what when you hold algos or even yieldly you're holding a token that other people hold who have nothing to do with the ecosystem or the space so there's people out there and they're on coinbase and they're like oh this this coin gives me four percent return yeah whatever i'll i'll throw 100 bucks at it and see what happens and then it tanks and they're like okay well that coin sucks or the whole market sucks but the nfts in our marketplace for the most part for the most part, if you, you know, make sure you know what you're doing and you understand the communities that are tied to them, they don't move with the crypto market. That the people that have those NFTs for the most part are people who believe in the long-term future of Algorand and those NFTs. And so you don't have that same effect of these people that are just holding it and have no idea how Algorand works. Why? Like my friends, I my friends do not understand why Algorand is better than Ethereum and why literally any blockchain is better than Bitcoin, which also tells you a lot about how much they're going to retain their value. Because if people don't understand the difference, well, then when I say, yeah, I'm invested in crypto, they're going to be like, oh, me too. And I have Bitcoin. And I was like, oh, I have Algorand. And they're like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, like they don't know the difference. You can't blame them. I tell people like Bitcoin doesn't have smart contracts. They're like, okay, well, what does that matter? And I'm like, well, if, if I wanted to, you know, whatever. It, 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 there's nothing. It's just a store of value, basically. And I tell them Ethereum has smart contracts. But if you and I wanted to trade something or if I wanted to send you something, it would cost me hundreds of dollars to send it. They don't care. They're on Coinbase. What does it matter to them? So all these people that do not care about the differences, the nuance of, of blockchain technology, they are holding these coins as if they're stocks, as if they're like, 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 like they're at the casino, and they're like, okay, well, I'm gonna just, I'm, I'm gonna walk away from the blackjack table before I lose any more chips. I'm a true degen. I don't, I never, I don't walk away from that blackjack table unless I'm out of money. I'm telling you, it's a problem. My wife says, you're going to take $200 with you to the casino and you're not taking anything else. No credit card, no debit card, because I will sit there and somehow believe I can always come back. 
But there's people that like to walk away from the blackjack table. And that's all this is to them is blackjack. You know, they're just, they're like trying to hit and, and you know, all right, I'll, ha- I'll hang in here a little bit longer and see if it recovers. And then it doesn't recover. And it's like, well, okay, I'm going to lose my money because how, how do the Kings Bitcoin and Ethereum tank and something like Algorand, you know, eventually breaks away from it and goes up? That's what I personally believe is going to happen. But I can understand why a lot of people wouldn't believe that, especially people that aren't in the ecosystem. So I, I just wanted to start this off with this idea I've had that NFTs, especially consistent ingrained NFTs in our community, Mingos, Yieldlings, Pixel Guys, Algoanas, Flemish Giants, Bored Aliens, etc. I'm probably missing like four that I hold. Uh, uh, Al's, <laughs> um, Tiny Whales. I mean, there's plenty that you know that have a consistent community, CSA. There's plenty that you know that have a consistent community and that the people who hold them likely believe in the future of not only that particular project, but the Algorand ecosystem as a whole. So when you buy these NFTs, you're hedging yourself against the general like consensus and sentiment of the entire like crypto verse, which like people outside of Algorand look at NFTs as a joke. Even if you're in crypto, you think you it's easy to think NFTs are a joke. It's like, okay, I have to I buy a NFT for, you know, $800 and I have to wait for it to be worth $1600 just before I can sell it and not take a loss or whatever it is. I mean, I don't think gas is $800, but it's pretty bad. So, you the way this I just realized this this week accidentally. I'm not saying this is some power move I did because I'm a big brain. I've very often brag about how dumb I can be. Um, holding all these NFTs has has like it breaks you away from this overall crypto space of like everything's a scam, everything's a rug pull. Oh, it's a national security issue, apparently, whatever. And it breaks you away from that, and it puts you into this ingrained community that has faith in the projects and Algorand. And so when Algorand goes down to 90 cents or whatever the hell it's at right now, you're not, you, all those people that are dumping their algos who we probably don't want to hold them anyway because they are a part of like this idea of crypto as a whole and what crypto is, which is it's Ethereum and it's Bitcoin. And I just, I don't think it is. I'm kind of excited. I hope this crash really levels the playing field and we start looking at actual tech and we actually start looking at what things are. But I know there's a lot of financial minds in Algorand and they think Bitcoin will always be around because it's proven and Ethereum was just so ahead of its time. Whatever. I am fine with listening to that. I used to be like an Ethereum maxi, so I can understand why you'd feel that way. Whatever. But I just wanted to start this off with like the fascinating realization that somehow the more you hold NFTs, the more the value of your portfolio sticks to more uh, a less volatile and a more strong footing. I think a lot of these NFT values are going up merely because algo is going down. So obviously, you know, if you're someone who values a Mingo at $500, 
and algo goes from $2 to $1, you're going to be able to spend 500 algos instead of 250 algos. But I don't know. I don't think that way. Like algos and US dollars are so separate for me. I don't even think about them together. An algo is an algo to me and I could, I could never care how much it's tied to the US dollar. So if you want to hedge against this, uh, the next crash, I guess, uh, highly recommend buying a bunch of NFTs, which I'm not going to do this. I'm going to hold on to my NFTs. But right now, what would probably make sense is to try and sell your NFTs for as much as you can in algo in anticipation of algo going up and you have a lot of more algos. That's what makes sense to me. But I like my NFTs too much. And I think that I think as algo recovers, my NFTs will too. So I've been on Twitter the last couple of weeks and anytime you bring up Algorand to somebody from a different chain, they, they, they spew all of this stuff. They say all these things. This one lady was like, Algorand will never have the users that Polly does. And, I, and, and then like when I was like, okay, whatever. And she was like, oh, you don't have any data to prove me wrong. And I was like, well, what? How am I? What data was going to prove you wrong? Show me the metrics for how many users there are on Poly right now, and the metrics for how many people are using Algorand. I don't know what that number is. I know there's more people on Poly, and there's probably more people using Poly, but I also know that there's an entire country looking to move to Algorand. I know that there's probably a lot of things behind the scenes that I hear whispers about that are a lot bigger than little baby Algorand right now. And so, and then, and, and then these people are like, well, it doesn't even have a DEX. I'm like, yes, it does. Well, it doesn't have DeFi cap- capabilities, you know, maxed out. Okay, fair enough. So our idea is to use an L2 of Ethereum to end up with the same gas issues. I'm just, I was frustrated because I had a, I had this, uh, so there's this project called Continuum World. I'm super into it on Polygon. Uh, it was one of the first projects I found. I, I, uh, probably like four or five months ago, I was like on this mission to see, first of all, if how much free crypto I could get. So I did all these weird things to get free crypto, which most of them ended up being BS. Pre-search is a search engine where you get these coins and then eventually you can turn them in, but the gas fees you pay to turn them in for Ethereum isn't worth it that was dumb uh, I'm trying to think of the other, there were some other ones where I was like stupid anyway eventually it led me to Yieldly and Algorand governance rewards and passive rewards but before that I came across this game called Continuum World and it's you know it was supposed to be a play to earn it's kind of like a Farm sim. It kind of looks like a Stardew Valley type game. I love Stardew Valley, and I'm super excited for it. So, the IDO drops. You need a KYC. The US sucks, and I can't do a KYC, so I had to wait. So it was like six cents for this IDO per coin, and I was like, dude, there's so much. This looks so sick. It's gonna be so awesome. This coin is gonna go up right away. These guys are gonna make so much money. So as soon as the coin comes out, I need to buy as much as I can. And the coin came out and went up to like 25 cents. And I was like, we're doing it. I bought it for 25 cents and I bought a bunch of it. And uh, it like went 
straight down to six cents. <laughs> I mean, it was tragic. And then it was like trickling up and it was hitting like 20, 22 cents. And then, so they were like, okay, we're about to have this land sale. So in this game, you own these lands, but it's free to play. So anybody can have a character, but you, when you mine rocks or you fish or you breed these, they have these, they're called birdums. They kind of look like uh, chocobos in uh, Final Fantasy. You breed birdums. You are when you're using these resources of these lands, and whoever owns that land, you have to pay like a portion of your resources to, which totally sounds like feudalism to me. But whatever, it's virtual. Virtual feudalism is probably okay. And so <laughs> this this land sale was about to ha- was supposed to happen, and I was freaking amped. And obviously, they build the website. They probably use AWS or something. I don't really know how that works. And then they have to it's a polygon project and so they everything has to work with the metamask wallet and if you haven't heard enough about the metamask wallet it's garbage i mean you come and you even use myago wallet which is kind of frustrating only because i have way too many assets opted in like like, it's funny that that's the frustrating thing like i'm able to get so much crap because there's no gas fees that it's frustrating i have to like one by one opt out of assets but they're supposed to have this land sale and I'm trying. So they had 100% APY staking. So if you put all your, it's called UM, I guess it's called UM. You put all your UM into their website and it was 100% APY, which I was down for. So I put all of it in there. And because I staked at that level, if you staked at least 10,000 of these coins, you got, um, which by the way, I DCA'd into it. So eventually, like my average cost was like 12 cents for the record. So. The 25 cents hurt too bad. So you would put in their website, you get this 100% APY, and they were like, all right, if you do a certain amount, you'll be a platinum staker, and you get to buy 10 lands at this land presale. And I was like, awesome. I want to, and they have like these different lands have different rarities, different um, resources available, different, like some are built on rivers, and that's important for fishing or whatever. Like they're not, they haven't been super clear about it, but. It's enough for me to be interested and hyped on it. So immediately I become super involved in this discord. They like, they asked me to be like a, a helper, whatever that means. It's kind of like a wannabe community manager type thing. I think you really just, I don't know. I don't do much over there. I still have that role though, which is funny. So they announced this land sale and we start getting closer to the land sale and they said, you know, First of all, they were like, it's going to be at whatever time it was going to be at was 4 a.m. for me. And I was like, good Lord, I got to wake up at 4 a.m. and log in so that I can get these lands. So I did it. I woke up at 4 a.m. and I sat there and um, they were like, hey, we're struggling to get the website going. We can't get this working right. We're just going to delay the land sale like six days or something. It was like 10 days. It was a long time. It was from December 23rd to January I'm going to say January like 13th like it was a long time to wait but I got it I get it like I was like I'd rather you give us a polished product instead of making us you know suffer through this so then last week they and I I brand, brand newborn baby right they're like all right we're doing it we're trying it again and the land sale is going to be at 6 a.m. 
So I had to get up at 5 a.m. because you have to make sure that your MetaMask like connects to this website so that you can move all your tokens over and then go through and pick your favorite land. So I go through and it like won't load. I can't even connect the wallet. And everybody's freaking out because it's first come first serve. So some people are kind of able to connect and they're able to buy these super nice five star lands and a bunch of us are just stuck. And I was like, you know what? That sucks. But there's plenty of like lands like it's fine. So I keep like I'm basically like talking to the community and I'm like, guys, we're going to get our lands. It's going to be cool. And uh, they're like, hey, we're just going to suspend the land sale again. There's still plenty of lands. Don't worry. We just want to make sure that we have things working right. And I was like, cool, fine. And I I was, I had stayed up all night that night um, because the baby was crying, but also because I foolishly drank some cold brew coffee at like 10 p.m. Um, I was just craving cold brew and yeah, it was a bad decision. So I stayed up pretty late and then woke up super early and I'm sitting here like waiting to see if they fix it so that I don't miss this land sale. So for like two and a half hours, I'm just sitting at my computer at six o'clock in the morning and then they're finally like, we're just not going to do it yet. And I was like, whatever. So I go back to Algo World because I don't mess with any of this Polygon stuff except for this one project that uh, I hope is, I hope is, is, ends up being cool. But right now it's very frustrating. I wake up the next morning at 9 a.m. slept in a little bit. And I go like going through Discord on my phone and I go over to Continuum World and the, they had announced at 3 a.m. my time that the land sale was happening in two hours. So I woke up, I go to my computer, all the five star lands are gone. I'm like picking apart whatever I can find that seems good. And these mother, whew, these guys, I was, I was so livid. And basically all these issues were because of how MetaMask connects to the website and like how congested Polygon was that particular day they tried to do the land sale. And it's just chaos. And it has officially just nailed the coffin. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be political. And when I say political, I mean like go along with what everybody else says. That's what I mean by political. I'm going to be political here. And just when people talk about vertical integration, I'm just going to nod my head and smile, but vertical integration the only reason that we as Algorand people should care about vertical integration is to like kind of have an open mind so that people on other chains can have an open mind and then they come over here and they're like, wait a second, this is way better. I, you mean to tell me that I don't have to pay all these gas fees, I don't have to deal with whatever, like, I don't know how the how Polygon works as an L, like, people are always like, you don't know, you need to wait for the, for the for the L2 rollups in the future, you know, the zero proof. They say all these buzzwords. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you right now, I use Algorand and it's already, I mean, it's not like, it's not like fleshed out, but it's proven capable to just, you could probably, and I'm not smart enough to know this, how this works exactly, but use Algorand as an L2 solution. And it'd be way better than Poly. Like Poly just seems like this weird clone of ethereum the literal technology that ethereum is built on was created by the guy who made algorand i don't understand why we're still like questioning this i don't understand why people in the in the community of algorand are still like well i think algorand will just play like a part in all of these different chains and it a lot of times it, i think it's because they hold these coins you know they hold matic they hold ethereum and, they, and they're and they're like you know 
you get like this weird emotional mindset when you hold a certain coin uh, where it's like you have to defend it because you think that your little voice is enough to manipulate the how much it's worth. I don't I don't get it. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and, or maybe it's not even that. It's just like you think you're so convinced that you're going to make money with this thing you have that it's almost weird to be honest with yourself. Like that's what happened with me with Yieldly. I was like, dude, the Yield, Yieldly, I was on like the train hard. I first got here and I was like, this is genius. 10% APY. I just sit here and it just, it just, I'm making 10% APY choice coin drops and I'm making 50,000%. But then what happened was I Algorand uh, tanked. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to swing trade out of Yieldly into Algorand. And then, because that's a lot more algos right and then when yieldly or when algorand recovers i'll swing trade back into yieldly well i would keep looking first of all at the price ratio and i was like whatever and then these different things would happen where they're trying to like do work on polygon which by the way i have real life experience hating and the uh i, I would realize it was like I kind of realized more and more, like, I don't want to go back into Yieldly. Like, I have this weird emotional attachment. We've made all these NFTs that have these, like, Yieldly, you know, uh, the Yieldly logo in them. And we have this this strange attachment to Yieldly. I mean, Mingos were started because of Yieldly. Everything seemed to have started at Yieldly. But now that the passive rewards are ending, and they don't have the resources for this no loss lottery anymore. And they don't have the resources for this um, staking, except that you can stake and earn yieldly, which yieldly doesn't really have a use case right now, except that you can stake yieldly and get other coins, I guess. But at a certain point to me, it seems like we're kind of in this weird staking loop. And at the end of the day, that eventually has to, Eventually, that has to stop. Like, are they just going to keep getting new coins? And it's like, all right, you can keep getting these coins. Like, you probably make more money just whenever they announce a coin that you can stake Yieldly for, swap the money from Yieldly into that coin, and then sell out 20 days before the staking pool ends. Like, why are we so hung up on this beautiful Yieldly coin? I don't know. So, I think interacting with the general Twitter space about different cryptocurrencies versus Algorand and then kind of coming, you know, make getting things a little bit smaller into our circle and hearing how people talk about Yieldly, it just doesn't sound too different to me. In fact, it sounds very similar. And then they're trying to do it like there, there's this weird opposite reaction where they made Algo stake now and it doesn't look any different than Yieldly to me. And they're like, well, this is better because it gives you 10.3% APY. Like we just, we just, we, we have these shiny objects. The shiny objects have killed us this week. Who lost money in Scout, Loudify, I forgot the third one, Weebly or Wubbly, Wobbly, whatever it's called, Dave, anything. Those are two, two, two shit coins. Oh, poop coins, sorry. Um, I get one cuss word an episode to realize I need to chill out. <laughs> but we, we get these shiny objects. Now it's like literally as we're, as I'm, recording this podcast i need to go on twitter to see what these guys are talking about because i always forget everybody is up in arms about 
octo whatever this is octo uh I don't know, people are going to roast me for not even knowing what it's called off the top of my head. I keep wanting to say Octopard, but Octopard. I don't know, whatever. It's called Octo something. And it's just like, everybody's like, oh my gosh, I bought one of these and it sold for 200. Oh, I'm going to sell my blue, my big brain beluga that I just was shilling yesterday. Like we're just such a shiny object community and it's to be fair there's so many things happening constantly like there's so much going on and there's so much growth and new things and it's exciting but we need to I think we just need to buckle down appreciate Algorand's like after dealing with this polygon crap and talking to these people in this community I'm like why is this project even on polygon like did you guys even consider maybe trying to build this project on Algorand and they're like, we don't even know what Algorand is. I'm like, fair enough. And the people, like, like the community members, are like, dude, Algorand doesn't do anything. Polygon's the one where you can do all these things because it's connected to Ethereum. And it's like, why are we? We need to stop with the shiny objects and also like clinging to the the archaic things. Like some things, some things are just old and need to die for the new things to come about. And then I had somebody else that was telling me. I was like, why? I, I said Algorand doesn't need the same sentiment that these other cryptos do. We're, I said we're a couple CBDCs away from breaking away from the entire market. And like three different people were like, well, what does it matter if a CBDC is built on Algorand? It's a side token and like it's not going to affect Algorand's value. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these people, like people don't even understand if we got a CBDC, why it would be huge for Algorand. If, if I make ryan coin as a side chain token from algorand and i send it to you i'm still paying the transaction fees in algos like y'all shouldn't everybody listening to this should know that all these side chain cbdc's every the transaction fees are going to be paid in algorand if you if visa and mastercard build their their you know, transaction server, whatever on Algorand as a side chain, and it's called Visa coin. It would be huge for Algorand. It would not be a new side token. That's going to like the whole, the whole idea of Algorand is tons and tons of coins because we're going to have these side chains or CBDCs. And this blockchain is going to be the like focal point for finance. And because it was built with finance in mind, it's also way better for NFTs, likely way better for gaming. We don't know yet, but I'm sure we'll find out. If, if Algorand can really go to 46k TPS, I mean, game over. That's so much. Like, I don't, I, when I look at the numbers for Ethereum and Solana and Polygon, like, we're, we're, we're ahead of them already. But, um, not Solana, but we're ahead of Ethereum by quite a bit already, and we're only at like 1,000 TPS. Like, if we get to, like, two or three, we'll be ahead of them. And then 46,000 is, like, crazy. That's a mind-blowing number. And gamification, gaming, blockchain gaming would be very feasible at that point. And that's coming from somebody who is just an average Joe. I don't really understand everything to, um, like to the nth degree but i also think a lot of people that claim to understand to an nth degree are 
like they're just saying buzzwords and they're just kind of like spewing nonsense. Like the guy on Twitter with, you know, a profile picture that is a like he went to a photographer and said, hey, yeah, I'll pay you $400 to give me a headshot. And he has his first and last name and a blue check. It doesn't necessarily that mean that guy knows what he's talking about. So do your own research. Stick stick to your own convictions. Um, the uh, so I said I mentioned big brain belugas. Look, guys, I'm not gonna. I'm happy for anybody who makes a pro. I'm not an artist. I'm not capable of creating a project. I could probably handle a community. I could probably like if I had an artist and a dev, you know, I could probably run a project and coordinate things i feel like i could do that pretty confidently but so but i'm happy for anybody who makes a project and that is successful and i I like the way i I like the way the big brain belugas look this has nothing to do with their looks this is purely on on my own just can we stop with adjectives and animals i feel like at this point we're just throwing darts at dartboards for the names of things like i can just be like silly octopus and everybody be like that's probably dope i want that as a pfp like at a certain point even if we're not going to innovate how we mint or like how many we mint or the art or whatever like we have this template it seems like and everybody's just following this template and and the template is at like it's like a one of those mad those mad script games you play when you're a kid where like it's like name an adjective name a noun it's like name an adjective, name an animal, and then we're gonna just make the base, and we're gonna throw laser eyes, and probably um, like a cyber glasses and halos and all this stuff. Which those things are great. Like I literally asked a specific NFT, um, a specific project runner, this morning. I said, "Hey man, can you make me one with a halo on it? I think it'd look cool." Like I'm not saying like we can't replicate use the same traits and have different traits be popular across the, the, the community. I'm just saying, and there's nothing wrong with big brain belugas. They already have like a gnarly floor. I think, I think they're already doing really good. I just, it feels like we're just doing the same thing over and over again, just a different adjective and a different animal. And I'm kind of burnt out on it. Uh, quick side note. This last week, Pixel Guys, or, or actually, it's we're called Pixtrait now, um, announced that we're going to be doing Pixel Girls next month, and they look pretty cool. Our artist has kind of, uh, you know, hinted or teased four of them, and they they look like they kind of have their own feel. Um, a couple of the complaints were there's there's more pixels for the Pixel Girls, and the name is girls instead of gals. You know, I think community feedback is important but let's i'm gonna tell you right now okay and it's a bummer that this has to come up and i'm not i'm not the snow i'm not a snowflake type guy i'm not a uh you know i'm like politically i don't really go one direction heavily at all i'm very much kind of a topic to topic whatever um but I I do believe strongly in respect of women. I have two daughters. I have a wife. I have a mom. I have a lot of um, young women in my life that are like sisters to me. I have two sisters. Um, and 
I just think it's a bummer that there's it's just too easy in the space for these for these quote unquote men who think they're masculine and think they're like <laughs> you can't be masculine and be threatened by a strong woman. Like there's been a few times where people are like I don't know she just mentions so much that she's a woman running the project. It's like well in this space that's something to be proud of. This is not a space that's very open. It's kind of you have to be brave to be, you know, it, it, it takes some bravery I think to be a woman in this space and deal with just the some of the guys that it's like either you're a simp or you're like a I don't know like the 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 words that get thrown around. It's like so like there was somebody that came in to the Pixel Guys Discord and the Pixtrate Discord now. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble for messing that up twice. Um and like we dropped these four examples and this person was like, Oh, nice hose. And I was just like Like hose isn't a word I've never said. Like it's not a word I've never said. I've never it's not a word I've never said to a woman like in jest. Like I'm not a like there's, I'm not saying like this is like you could never say that. What I'm saying is, like, when I'm, I, I, and this, this is so hard to word properly because I don't want people to think I'm some, like, jerk either. Like, the problem is that we have this space, and we want to be welcoming to everybody and inclusive to everybody. And the first thing you see is these pictures of women and you're just like, nice hoes. And I'm just like, it's it's mind-blowing. And it's hard, I guess, to explain why that's wrong. So maybe that's why some people wouldn't understand why that's wrong. So I just said, hey, I like deleted the comment. I was like, we're not going to do that here. And then it was like, oh, you're a snowflake, whatever. And you are hurt by words. And I just want everybody to know, like, I'm not hurt by anything. Your word, nobody could... like. I, I was raised by a father who was very, very good with his words in the sense that he knew how to hurt you and cut you deep. I was raised to be very tough and to not be hurt by words. I could never understand how anybody could be offended by words. Like people that get emotionally upset by what somebody else said to them, I can't personally, personally, oh my gosh, personally grasp that. But at the same time, like, if if you, why would you why would you even risk like people being uncomfortable to go somewhere? You know, like I'm not trying to be like Mister. I need a safe space. Like I do think there's a certain point where it's like people are just a little overreactive. Everybody wants to try and be the like the word police. I don't really believe that either. But I do think that's a situation where it's like, man, we're trying to make pixel girls because. There's already pixel guys, and we think it'd be cool. Like, some women would like to have a female PFP. And we think there's some dudes who would think it would be cool to have, like, a boyfriend-girlfriend for the, you know, girlfriend for the pixel guy. And both things are great. Why would you come in here and just be so ridiculous? Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. I just think we should respect women. I think I see Thurstober and, um, you know, Elia. And I think Z Hamster, I I believe, has told me that they're a woman. I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but 
if I missed any awesome women in the space, forgive me. I'm not trying to, you know. Wait, I think I had something that went wrong here. Am I not recording? Oh, I am recording. Um, I just want to, I think it's important that we always make sure that the women in this space feel welcome and that it, if you walk into a room and you say nice hose to the pixel girls, I'm because then somebody else was like, like somebody else was like, Oh, can they have some like lipstick and uh, some eyeshadow or something? And this other person was like, dude, that's so sexist. You only like, will let girls be girls if they're wearing eyeshadows and lipstick. And the guy's like, no, like some of them don't have to, it can be like a preference thing. And you know, that guy was kind of overreactive where he's just like, everything is sexist i was like whatever it's just crazy that we're just trying to make some female <laughs> profile pictures and it just creates so much weird controversy like guys stop being weird let's just respect women let's not try and speak for women and say what's offensive to women if you're a dude if you're a dude just enjoy what's being made and if you're a woman hey please give us perspective because you have the perspective but if you're a dude you don't have the perspective i, I don't know i might have just rambled on this and it, it might have turned a lot of people off to this whole episode, but I definitely felt like, I feel like I just want people to know, like I'm not the word police. I just have two sisters, two daughters and a wife. And it's shown me a lot about just what life is like for a woman. I still don't understand because I'm not having to do it, but I just see it a lot. And I just think we could stand to be more respectful. And just if some female PFPs get dropped, Let's just ride with it and be cool and be, just be happy that there's more stuff being added to the to the space. It, I think my final point is if if you if you want to be a strong man, you can't be fearful of strong women. And if you want to be a strong man, you have to understand that that like women have a place in strength and respect and humor and intelligence as well and if you don't make room for them you're probably stupid and weak that's about all i got on that um man there was so many funny different events that has happened in the last couple weeks in my personal algorand life uh so i i've talked about tiny trolls a whole lot i'm a big fan of deflationary nfts i think it's fun i also think it's fun um when any project for some reason uses the adjective tiny so i'm kind of a hypocrite because i love tiny whales i love tiny trolls if you just uh, tiny apes for some reason the, the 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 adjective tiny just does it for me um but if it's on your dartboard it doesn't so in the tiny trolls and i was looking at the tiny trolls discord one day and some other guy named tiny trolls was in there and he was like hey you, you need to change your name we can't have our projects have the same name and I was like, this is weird. And I was, and I was like, I, there, there's no other tiny trolls in Algorand. So I went and looked and, it, and he was from Ethereum. And I just like right off, like right off the bat was like, okay, this Ethereum bully is coming over to Algorand to try to get this guy to change his name when he already has a successful project on Ethereum, blah, blah, blah. And tiny trolls has always been kind of my, my sweet release. Uh, I feel like on another, on a lot of other discords i kind of have to be like mild tempered i was a marine i've i've 
and the Marine Corps, like the language is so insane, so vulgar and extreme and all the humor is like shock value that if like when I'm really comfortable, I you wouldn't be basically. So I, I kind of always try to like keep things, you know, at a, at a, at a manageable level, talk to people I know, like we're in the military, uh, maybe a different way. But I just, I don't, I try to be somewhat clean and not too vulgar and not too ridiculous. Anywhere but Tiny Trolls. So on Tiny Trolls, it you know, you, you have these little troll NFTs and you just throw them in a fire. And it's all just chaos. The rarities change constantly and like super rare things become more common because so many common things got burned up that those rare things hold a higher percentage of the trait. Like it's pretty crazy. It's a crazy experiment if you haven't looked into it. How the rarities change and trying to hold the like number one rare troll requires you to just destroy a bunch of other trolls. Basically Um, it's kind of a new approach to rarity that really hasn't been able to be done anywhere, but Algorand. And I know that because people on Ethereum were like, from Ethereum were like, well, we have deflationary NFTs. And I was like, dang, really? How does that work? Well, you just, you just send them to a different wallet and they leave the collection. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what we're doing here. Like we're constantly destroying NFTs and making new NFTs and that would cost way too much on Ethereum. Anyway, so there's some other guy named Tiny Trolls and he was like, you need to change your name. Like I've been here first. And then if it turns out he hadn't been there first, he made this project after this guy, after a robot uprising. And I was, I just laid into him, started like ripping him apart. I mean, I was, I, I was calling him pretty uncomplimentary names and uh just kind of being a psychopath because in tiny trolls i feel like that's my discord where i can do that well it turns out as i come down from my like sweet release i guess uh this guy like is on a poly he's made ten thousand of these trolls and you go to his discord and all there are bots that are trying to get his his like free giveaways and I was like, oh man, I feel bad for this guy because he's trying to make it in this space where he's probably not going to make it. It doesn't look like he's going to make it. It looks like he's going to hand out two grand. Nobody's going to buy his NFTs and that's going to be that. And I started looking more into it and that's how all of Polygon and Ethereum are. Like everybody's making these 10,000 mint projects hoping that it catches the right eyes and if it doesn't, they're just like, well, I'm out five grand. I, I I risked five grand to try to get millions. And I wasn't in this 5% of successful projects. So is what it is. And this guy's so desperate that he's going to a small project on Algorand to get clout. Anyway, I messaged him. I said, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I... I, I like, I understand why you're frustrated. It looks like this is probably not going to be... This is an uphill battle for you. If you ever want to come to Algorand, I'll show you around. You probably can't make tiny trolls, but you can make something else. And you might find that the success here is a little bit easier. And, man, it just... The more the more I look at other chains, the more I interact or I, like, you know, branch out and just interact with people from other chains or projects. In Algorand, I... I've been making this joke for a while. I feel like I could make a four by four pixel project and it'd be successful because the community is just so tight knit and so 
like they're for each other. And we just want a further Algorand that we'll just go in on it. And I don't want to say we'll go in on anything, but a lot of projects get a lot of eyes on them, but they probably couldn't on other blockchains. And I feel bad for that guy, mainly just because the rude words I said. I apologize to him for kind of losing my cool. And, uh, man, it really just solidifies my confidence in Algorand in this community and what we're doing here. And also makes me really sad for whatever it looks like here probably in a couple of years. Like, we probably really should just, like, stop and smell the roses. Because um, it's going to be a super bummer one year, when, or one day when... I don't know. It's going to be like everybody's like clawing for giveaways or whatever. It's since like right now it's insane. I can just like I'll, I'll go through all the discords I have, click these giveaways and I'll win like two or three free NFTs a week. It's bonkers. Like I almost want to tell my friends like, hey, you don't have to be into NFTs. All I'm going to tell you to do is just enter these giveaways and when you win one, accept it and let it sit there and just see what happens. Because if you go to this Tiny Trolls guy in Polygon where he's doing a giveaway, there's just a ton, tons of bots and like people who clearly have no interest in the project that are just like, this is a really promising project, really hope to win. Like they don't really care about the project. I, ugh, it was disgusting. This is a cesspool. Um, and I think it's really cool that there's so much opportunity here for anybody that wants to create a project. In fact, everybody should be creating a project because once the space blows up, there's probably going to be enough money to go around and we can all just meet up at Decipher at our five-star suites and uh, drink some bourbon. I think what we need to understand most about Ethereum and uh, these other some of these other blockchains, which I don't even really, like I, I don't even, I'll sleep at night with Cardano existing. I don't care. Solana, I hope us and Solana are successful together. But Solana keeps shutting down for 72 freaking hours. And I've asked enough people that are smarter than me and proof, you know, um, historical proof of stake versus pure proof of stake is like a chasm. It's an absolute, it's just a chasm. Like the, the, the whole, I know it's all kind of a meme, but the fact that Algorand can't be forked is a really big deal when you start talking about like massive use on a scale way bigger than Ethereum is used on. So my, my kind of philosophy, you know, if, if our, if your mortal enemy had like cancer, right. And you're not going to be like, like I find out this, like I have like, and I mean like an enemy, like let's say like <laughs> Ethereum isn't this kind of enemy, but I'm just saying like, I'm not saying you should have an excuse to kill anybody just because they're your enemy, okay? Like, let's say there's actually a reason that you would want to kill this person. I'll let your imagination figure that out. Hopefully, it's something pretty drastic. But if your mortal enemy has some cancer and um, you find this out, you're not going to focus on trying to kill them. Like, you're not going to be worried about taking them down. They're getting taken down on their own. In fact, what's better is for you to like pre like pre prepare yourself for when they die, right? It's like, okay, they're going to die. That's going to make things a lot easier for me for whatever reason that they're your enemy. And so you're going to start kind of adjusting things in your life so that you're ready for when they pass and this obstacle isn't in the way anymore. Ethereum has a cancer. 
Solana honestly has cancer. Cardano, I think, also has cancer. And there's at least blockchains that have flaws. And you get, keep getting told that they don't have flaws because they have holders just like we have hold, we hold yieldly. Like, you have to also be empathetic. You, we, we hold yieldly and we're emotionally attached to it. These people are in the same boat. They got on this big hype train and they believe in these blockchains. And the, it, it's going to take a lot more than 72 hours of downtime and Sunday swap not even being a dap for them to really be like, okay, this actually was a terrible decision. Like it's hard for you to like accept if Algorand went down for a day tomorrow, I don't think I'd be like, all right, that's the end of Algorand. And just be like, well, you know, it's growing pains, whatever. These other blockchains have cancer. We need to be, we need to promote multi-chain integration and vertical integration. Not even if you don't believe in it, I really don't believe in it. I think anybody who is who does that and then looks at Algorand is going to be like, what do I need anybody else for? Like, why even waste my time? And that's, I don't, I haven't done anything on Solana. I haven't done anything on Cardano. I just have friends who've done things on Cardano. I, I, I'm not interested in Solana at all. And I've dealt with Polygon and Ethereum enough to want to pull my hair out and I'm bald. But at the end of the day, as if we're, if you know, if you're an Algorand maxi, quote unquote, whatever, like, we need to push for vertical integration so that other people are like, yeah, that's good. Let's push for that. And they're going to all come here. They're going to be like, I don't even know. Like, all those other chains are going to die off. They're like Netscape and AOL Instant Messenger. Like, just even those things, the, 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 the footing that those two companies had was years beyond when they should have died. So, anyway, I think I rambled pretty good today. I took my medicine today, but I was like, I'm still going to try and be rambly. I'm going to try and maintain the rambleness. Um, crazy week. Uh, oh, but there was a second thing. What was the second thing? There was the tiny trolls thing. Oh, um, there was this. So I was joking with some friends this week that because all these rug pulls, there's been a couple that are from, or and I get they're not all exactly rug pulls. It's like ignorance by the project creator, whatever. The rug was taken out from under you, no matter whether it was intentional or not. So we were like, man, the Algorand Foundation will verify anything. And so we made this anything token. We made 69 of them and up to 10 decimal points. And the coin freaking boomed. Um quite a bit i spent like three a on it to buy one and then uh after the liquidity pool was established and everything and it went up to like 400 a for my little share i'm gonna tell you guys right now owning a shit coin i cussed again i'm sorry owning a poop coin or whatever you want to call it is so much pressure and like terrifying i do not understand how people do this like i felt like it was going to represent me poorly people were going to feel like they were rug pulled all these, like, it was really scary. There were some people who were worried about their legitimate project they're working on because they thought this might come back to being attached to them. I don't know how Akita did it. Like, how were you just okay with creating this coin that means nothing and people just aping into it and potentially losing a lot of money and you just, and I, I get it. Like, I'm the first guy to be like, well, everybody should do their own research and you should know what you're buying. Don't ape into stupid things. But even still, like, I was just already, like, fully prepared to feel super guilty. <sighs> so, please, if you see that uh, out and about, don't buy it. Um, it tanked. I say it tanked. It went down to its lowest, which is, like, 75. I cashed out. 
I went and bought some pinkies with it over in uh, the Elgato project, which is awesome, by the way. They're making buff burbs now. So we're just there's like this lore. I'm reading the lore to you guys to start these episodes, and Elgato is so awesome. Anyway, I'm going to see how long I've been talking here. I feel like it's been way longer than necessary. Hey, we're about to hit an hour. That's pretty good. All right. Well, guys, once again, it's been Algo Aficionado. It's Ryan. Always good talking to you guys and, you know, living in my little echo chamber. And uh, follow me on Twitter at BrogleTroll, B-R-O-G-L-E-T-R-O-L-L, BrogleTroll. And uh, as well, now I've taken over the um, IQ Inu Discord. That was a crap coin that they made up trying to follow the Akita wave didn't work the discords completely failed so instead of making my own discord I just committed piracy and took that one over so highly recommend going and joining up in there that's where I'm going to announce when a new podcast episode is released and it's also where I'd love to just uh, interact with people about the podcast because I'm probably not going to do it uh, other places because I don't know it feels weird to be a community manager and Mingo or uh pixel guys then talk about my podcast feels like shilling i don't like shilling anyway guys i love you guys i'll see you next week